0: Copia Radio presents...
1: Space. The final job before I quit. These are the voyages of the UK Space Agency Engineering Pod number 46. My five-year mission? To explore the ten square metres I'm trapped inside, seek out Pluto... And boldly go and switch the lights off if they're still on.
0: Pomp to Pluto by Peter Richard Adams. Episode 4 Mars A Day Day.
2: No need to shout, Jemima. I may not have ears, but I'm not deaf.
1: What's going on with the horrendous volume, Pod?
2: We're approaching Mars, Jemima. Mars, aren't you excited? I never thought I'd ever get to see Mars, and now here we are. Isn't it awesome? It's so big and red.
1: So are my spots, but I don't see you waxing lyrical about them.
2: Oh, you've got no soul.
1: Neither have you. Harsh. And neither has Mars. It's just a barren, dull, lifeless hole. The only people who live there are singing miners. It's like a historical Welsh theme park, but with love spoons instead of roller coasters. I like songs. Not these ones, you won't. They're terrible. They're all songs about mining.
2: Sounds deep.
1: Believe me, it's not. I went out with a miner once. All he wanted to talk about was ore.
2: Did it work out?
1: Of course not i'm with graham is graham
2: not a miner
1: no he's an accountant
2: oh boring. well you've only got yourself to blame for not getting actively involved in the mining conversation after all it's a key part of what a man looks for in a woman a maid in the living room a cook in the kitchen and an oar in the bedroom
1: that's enough of that
2: i'm pretty sure i can dig a little deeper don't okay But only if I can call one of the miners.
1: Why would you want to? Because
2: it's standard procedure. Also, I'm super excited about being here, and I love folk traditions.
1: No you don't, Pud. Nobody does. I'm making the call. Don't, Pud, that's an order. Making
2: the call now.
3: Hello? Hello, my lovelies. Who's up there now? Are you that engineering pod we just picked up on the scanners? Indeed
2: it is. I'm pod. Lush. Sing us a song. What?
1: Hello. This is Jemima Belafonte, UK Space Agency, engineering pod number 46. We're just passing by, so nothing to worry yourself with. Just my computer making automatic contact.
3: Buzzing to meet you, Jemima. Definitely just passing by.
1: Yep.
3: Shame. We don't get many visitors here.
1: Oh, and I'm sorry that you won't be getting one today, but we must keep on trucking. Got to get there ASAP. Important mission, you know.
3: Where's that to, then?
1: Pluto, which is absolutely miles away, so can't stop. We could? No, no, really can't. Got to keep on trucking. Important job to do and all that. Besides, we're automated to simply fly past, so no choice, Really? None at all. I I could
2: override the automation. Shut
1: up, Pod.
3: Well, I'll tell you what. You carry on and we'll just nip up and drop off supplies as you pass.
1: No thanks. No need. I've got all iron ore I can carry at the moment.
3: Is that all you think we're good for? Or? Oh, you've done it now.
1: I didn't mean any offence.
3: It's fine. I'm not offended. I know there are lots of stereotypes about But don't be too quick to judge. I'll have you know we have a lot of really good gravel, too.
1: We're actually all right for gravel, too, thanks. In fact, we're pretty much sorted for every sort of precious metal. Iron, ore, animal, mineral, and vegetable. In addition, we're also sorted for all kinds of folk tradition. Especially that of song.
3: Are you sure? We have got quite a varied and modern repertoire. How about we sing you the drum of Gul'dathri?
1: No, thank you.
3: Or the sword of the shameful elf? No. Okay, then. Just the shield it is.
1: No, no, no. No drums or swords for us, thank you very much. It all begins nicely enough with a dainty tune and easy-to-remember chorus, but where it ends is a dark bleak place, with people skipping and jigging and telling pathetic stories about fairy folk who live in hills and steal children, so no songs, and especially no shield. I'm good. Come out.
3: Are you sure?
1: Absolutely. Certain? Certain.
3: Okay, then. Suit yourself.
2: Come out. Philistine. Bye! Well... That might have been a bit of a mistake.
1: I can absolutely assure you that it wasn't, Pod. I'd have ended up eating cheese on toast with a stick of leek in my hair.
2: Doesn't sound that bad.
1: Oh yeah, compared to what?
2: Well, compared to the fact that now, rather than eating cheese on toast with a leek in your hair, you're going to die.
1: What? What?
2: Die, Jemima, you're going to die, as am I. Why? Because you turned down the shield, and we really did need that.
1: No one needs a song about a shield.
2: No, maybe they don't. But rather than a song about a shield, what we could have done with, seeing as we're about to fly through the asteroid belt, which is absolutely chock full of spinning rocky death, is an actual shield, for shielding purposes. ...against the spinning, rocky death. Ah. You see, Jemima, it kind of works like this. No freighter, bar, ship or pod... ...has ever successfully navigated the asteroid belt... ...without a shield. They've tried. In fact, it was quite a game for a while... ...and millionaires put up huge amounts of money... ...for anyone who might succeed... It was great fun as the millionaires kept their cash and everyone got to see some spectacular crashes. Everyone left happy, except the daredevils who left dead. But one thing was clear. You can't get past the asteroid belt without a shield. So now the Mars Outpost fits a shield to all ships at this stage in a voyage out of the inner circle. It's one of those things that comes in quite useful.
1: Can't you try it anyway, Pod?
2: I can, but I will fail.
1: Don't be so defeatist.
2: (laughs) I'm just being honest.
1: What are the odds? Really. What of? Living. Massive. That's not so bad. Uh, Let me finish.
2: Massively unlikely. So massive, in fact, I'd even use the word... I don't even have the software for it, you see. They don't fit it anymore. On account of those nice miners at the Mars outpost fitting shields on anyone passing through.
1: Oh, shock.
2: Shock indeed, Jemima. Our deaths will be horrible if only it could have been averted.
1: Can it be averted, Pod?
2: I don't know. It's up to you. How hungry exactly are you for cheese on toast? Mining pod uncoupling, and mining pod away.
1: I am so glad that's over.
2: I liked it.
1: Oh, come on. I
2: did. It was nice. It had an old-school charm.
1: It was completely devoid of charm, Pod. And I'm not sure any of them had been to school. I don't think unrivaled academic success is how you end up stationed out here.
2: They liked you.
1: I did notice that, actually. I suppose they thought I had a bit of old-school charm of my own, eh?
2: No. I expect it's because you're the only woman they've seen in 18 months. Oh. I'm not saying they're desperate, but I expect they'd have gone just as crazy if I put lipstick on a balloon and then deflated the balloon.
1: Well, I'll have you know, a couple of them asked me to marry them.
2: No way. You're tickling my diodes.
1: Honestly, two of them did. I thought they were going to have a fight about it.
2: How did I miss that?
1: Well, you were too busy singing the long-legged ladies of Swansea.
2: Ah, an instant classic, that one. Which one's got Aggie, then?
1: The one that looked like a Neanderthal, and the one who looked like his brother.
2: Are you mental? They were both catches.
1: I have a boyfriend, Pod?
2: I don't know what that's got to do with it. You could have got married to Monkey Boy or his brother carried on with the mission, got divorced, and then sued for one half of a lucrative Martian or mining facility. That's some good alimony. Graham would never have found out, and you could have gone home being a millionaire.
1: A millionaire?
2: Yes, easily.
1: Just for getting married?
2: Yep. And the great jape of it is, we'd be well out of the way before you had to do anything more than give him a peck on the cheek at the altar.
1: Pud, get Captain Caveman on the comm. Congratulations!
2: Congratulations, Mrs.
1: Jones. Thanks, Pud. Now, for shock's sake, let's peg it before Mr. Jones decides it's bedtime. Pegging it now, boss. Well done.
2: And we're into the asteroid belt.
1: Are the shields holding? Shields holding. Ace, how long till we're through?
2: Oh, not long. Maybe an hour.
1: Good. Time for me to get out of this wedding dress, then relax with a glass of wine and sit back to wait for the divorce papers to arrive.
2: So you're definitely going to divorce him then?
1: Yes. Oh, that's a shame.
2: I thought you looked beautiful together.
1: Don't be silly, Pod. It's a marriage of convenience. Whose? Mine. (laughs) Well, it will be once the divorce comes through and I get my sweet alimony...
2: Yes, if only the law still worked like that. What? The law. If only it still worked like that. I, unfortunately, it doesn't.
1: Then how does it work, Pod?
2: Well, you certainly won't get half of what he has, especially if you divorce him. He's far more likely to be granted 50% of what you have.
1: But I don't have anything. In which case, he's entitled to a pound of flesh. Well, that's hardly fair.
2: The law's an astromy, but don't blame me. That's just the way of it.
1: But you said that I'd be a millionaire.
2: I know. But you shouldn't really have listened. After all, I could be such a rascal.
1: This is dreadful. Depends on where you're
2: standing, Mrs Jones. Because from over here, I'm finding it pretty great... Shall I cheer you up by initiating the B-Drive?
1: What's a B-Drive?
2: You're a dreadful engineer. I'll explain. B-Drives are great. It's what will get us from here to Pluto quick. We can't just rely on conventional thrust, you see. If we were to do that, it would take a thousand years to get there.
1: How does it work? Well, it, it
2: kind of bends space. Hence the B. It gets you from one spot to another in no time at all. Like a shortcut. It cuts out all the space in between.
1: Pod, is the B-Drive something that could have got us past the asteroid belt without a shield? Oh, yeah. So why didn't you just initiate the B-Drive earlier? Why did we ever come here?
2: I wanted to see the miners singing their little songs.
1: Pod, I got shocking married! I know! It's been such a beautiful day!
0: (laughs) been listening to pod to pluto written by peter richard adams it starred laura england as jemima belafonte and wayne russell as pod it also featured the voice of david taylor as the welsh space miner this production was edited and directed by peter beeston and the title music used in this episode was Aperante ingravades by martin benitez Also, please remember to rate and subscribe to this series in the favourite podcast application of your choice. Also, could you tell your friends if you like this show? As it will make the very lonely occupants of UK Space Agency Engineering pod number 46 far happier to know that they have a little company. This work is released under a Creative Commons Agreement. For more information and access to even more amazing radio productions, visit us online at cornucopia-radio.co.uk.